Unboxable Podcast, Episode 70. Well, hey there, mother lovers. This is Elena Turley, your host, and welcome to the Unboxable Podcast, a place for mothers who are seeking holistic health and maybe a new way to look at a few things. Please enjoy this episode. Well, hello, Mel Daniels. How are you today? I am absolutely fabulous, Elena. How are you? I'm well. I'm also well. Thank you, Mel. So I'm very excited to have this chat with Mel. Mel and I have kind of been on similar paths at similar times for the last couple of years. So we kind of give each other beautiful little cheerleading, nudgy sort of like it's lovely. I don't know what it is about you, Mel, but I feel like I've known you in another life or something. I feel like we're already friends, though we've never met. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about you? Where are you? Who are you? What do you do? Okay, so I live in the inner west of Sydney. I have two beautiful, beautiful teenagers and one crazy dingo dog. I call myself a content strategist and coach. And basically that just means that I help women with their small businesses, grow their businesses with really powerful and purposeful content that connects, nurtures and converts their ideal client. So I do that through one-on-one work and I have a beautiful membership as well. So that's a bit about me. Beautiful. What's the name of your membership? It is called The Content Effect. Nice. I like that name. I think that's cool. And tell me, why did you choose to do this work and and when did it begin? Oh, wow. So that's a really great story. I never have seen myself as an entrepreneur. I kind of call myself an accidental entrepreneur. I didn't really have any role models in my life in terms of owning a business or no one ever kind of suggested that that would be a could be a way of life an option of earning money it was always you know work hard at school get your university degree and have a great corporate career and that's what I did that's exactly what I did and I loved it I loved it so much I kind of look at my working life in three different phases it's like the corporate phase the mum phase and the entrepreneur phase so it's, it's three different phases But I have loved every single one of those phases in a different way. I have never felt that longing for something else or longing for what was in the past. It's always been an amazing new challenge and just embracing that challenge and embracing the change as well. So my career in terms of the entrepreneurial side of things started after my children were probably about 10 and 8 at the time. So I was over 40. I was over 40 and I knew that I didn't want to go back to the corporate life as much as I had loved it, as much as I was so successful in that phase of my life. Being a a full-time mum for about 10 years had really changed my perspective on things. And I think that kind of has that effect on a lot of people as well. Different things are important to you. Different things in your life mean different things. So I just knew that I didn't want to go back into that corporate space again. So the option for me was to find what it was that I wanted to do in terms of running my own business. Yep, I love that. And that process that you mentioned, which has a name these days, matrescence, And I love talking about matrescence because it's this incredible all system, full system change that occurs in women. And it is tantamount to nothing else in your life, except maybe adolescence is the only other time that our brains and bodies and hormones change 
to that degree. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful, it's a difficult and challenging, but also powerful moment in a woman's life because you do have this sense that everything's different and you are in this world of, I barely know who I am now. I'm, I'm changed. I know I'm changed, mm. but I may not know exactly how. Mm. And I may not necessarily want to return to doing the same things I did prior to children, as you said so beautifully, because things are different in so many areas. And it's almost overwhelming, I think, and it often is overwhelming, I think, for women, especially when kids are at that age where you can start to look outward they require maybe a little bit less moment-to-moment care. Yes. And you've had this time as well sometimes to reflect. You've had more time on your own mm. and more time being a mother, like looking outside of you, not being so self-obsessed, you know, but actually serving. And it changes your perspective in so many ways. And this is such a moment of power. It's also a moment of challenge and distress sometimes because we may not know where to begin. We may not know where to begin to look for who we are now and where we belong in the world as we return to it. Mm. It's really confronting, you know, and it's often the women I work with are in that space and in that place in their lives. And I'd love to know, what did you do? Today's episode is brought to you by the Soul Mama Membership. It is a safe space online for mothers and it is specifically created for women to access a community, a nurturing community that provides gentle accountability and encourages you to walk step-by-step, small-choice-by-small-choice towards a holistic and healthy lifestyle. It really just allows you to become more relaxed, have more fun and show up as the best mum and human possible. Visit www.soulmamahub.com That's S-O-U-L M-A-M-A-H-U-B. Nice one, ladies. How did you begin to explore the the male post-children? Yeah, so this is a really interesting question. So at the time, I loved to bake. I loved to bake and I loved to decorate cakes. So I felt as though that was my calling, so to speak, and I'm doing air quotes here. That was my calling. That was what I was going to do, was going to start a cake decorating business I soon found out how difficult that was (laughs) from from a logistics perspective from a legal perspective from you know a talent perspective I was good but I wasn't amazing and you know it just was not going to give me the return that I needed that I wanted at that stage it was going to be just a hobby and I wasn't really looking for a full-time hobby. I was looking for something that I can put myself into and actually earn some money that way. Mm. And I love that though, that you that you tried it out yeah. enough to take it off the list. I'm a big it fan is. of that. We have those lists and sometimes <laughs> we need to take a little step in that direction to go, oh no, that is actually a hobby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah, so I soon found out that it was not going to be the direction that my life was going to take. So for me, then it was really difficult to find the how, how was I going to bring about what I really loved and wanted from my life? And maybe I should take a step back here, Elena, I think, and actually say that never in my life did I ever feel unfulfilled. Never did I feel like there was something missing or there was something more for me. I didn't, you know, I know I didn't come to finding my purpose from that space of um, 
the lack or desperation or thinking that, that, there, that there was more. I had a very normal, <laughs> I'm going to say normal life, had two beautiful working class parents who brought me up to you know have a strong work ethic, to do well at school. They were so supportive. They were so encouraging. And for me, I felt like I was living a life that I enjoyed. There was, there was nothing about any stage of my life, those, those phases that I was talking about, that I ever felt like there was something missing. I was always enjoying what I was doing and I could see that there was a reason and I was getting results or an outcome from whatever it was that I was doing. So whether that was a corporate perspective or, you know, being with the children and kind of, you know, spending time with them, seeing them grow into these beautiful human beings. So I never felt like there was something missing. And it wasn't until my entrepreneurial life that I started hearing the term purpose and hearing the words around purpose and living a life of purpose. That kind of never crossed my path before then. So the decision to start my own business just came from a space of not wanting to do what I did before, but ready for a new challenge. It had at the time nothing to do with what I believe my purpose was or didn't even have an idea of what the purpose was at that, that point in time. So I think that that kind of background of coming from a space of, you know, just enjoying life, you know, feeling happy with it yeah. and not necessarily wanting more, but just some wanting different yeah. has kind of led me on this really interesting path. So mm -hmm. I started about six years ago as a virtual assistant. So I was helping women in business with their administrative side of things. And I kind of really started to fall into the content side of things. So particularly email marketing and just helping them write and send out and schedule and get organized with their email marketing. So as I continued on this, this journey, this business journey, I had a beautiful client called Susie Petrozzi, who is a clinical psychologist, amazing woman. And she was running a retreat. And now I had never been on a retreat before. I kind of liked the idea of a, of a retreat, but I think like most women in particular felt a little bit guilty about mm. investing that much money in myself mm. and my own personal development. But I did do it and it was an amazing experience. And the reason that I did it was because part of her process was finding your purpose. And I was like, mm. oh, this, this will be really good. I, I, I really wanted to be able to articulate what it was. And it was a very, very interesting experience that I went through. What was your first version of that, your first iteration? So it was a really interesting process. She gets you to do some creative writing and some visualizations and then bring those four pieces together. So it's, yeah. And so you end up with your, with your mission, your purpose and your vision as well. So, you know, that's about the, the vision being the what, the purpose being the why and the mission being the how. Nice. So it was really interesting to see what it was because it was like, I could see my past in this and I could see my present in what my purpose came out to be. And I could see my future in that as well. And I think that sometimes, I don't know, I think that we feel like we need to be on this quest to actually articulate and find what our purpose is. But sometimes yes. it's more just being open to the opportunities that are in front of you and, yes. 
you know, just always being curious, I guess. And committed to the process. Like I think I originally, when I started on this similar kind of pathway of I need to work out my purpose, I had a sense at that moment that it needed to be a very singular and specific Hmm. thing. And it actually blocked me from being able to take the next step at that point in time because I was so hell-bent on I've got to find this one single title name pathway whatever that I am that is all of me Mm. and I mean I'm lots of I'm one of those people that I'm lots of different things Mm. I'm never going to be one single specializing thing Mm. and I remember reading an article when I was quite young actually I was probably about 18 and it was about how the world is changing and how we are going into an era whereby people are either specializing generalists or generalizing specialists. (laughs) And I love that. And I kind of read that when I was about 18 and then probably forgot about it, but like kept the article. And I remember at this point when I was really stuck on, I cannot find the thing that I meant to be doing. I found that article again and it really helped me because I was like, it's a continuum. It's like an ever evolving continuum of connecting the dots between your past and your future. It doesn't have to be one thing where you stay and you stagnate and you and you grunt work your way to being the best at it. Like that's not really the way that I think or the way that I work. Mm. And when I freed that up and I realized I could be these nine different things and I could create a life that actually respects those nine different things. And yeah, maybe I'll never be a master of one single thing, but that's okay with me now. I can be really, really good. I can be a master of being Elena Turley. I don't have to be a master of a particular title. And that was a really freeing realization. I don't know if you relate to that, but. Yeah, no, I do 100% relate to that because it is when I actually wrote down what my purpose was, I could see how it manifested differently throughout my life. And I could see how it would continue to manifest that way throughout my life. Shall I read it to you? Shall I Please, read Please, I would okay. love to hear it. So this is what I came up with in 2019. So that's what, about three years ago at the time of recording. And It is an amalgamation of a number of different exercises. So it is, it says, my name is Mel and my purpose is to be all of who I am and to live my full potential within my vision and ideal life because I want to live an easy and joyous life and be part of something bigger. I want to share my love and knowledge to inspire, teach and encourage others to allow me a fulfilled and connected life. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm getting goosebumps when you read that. That's beautiful, Mel. Yeah, so it's, it was an amazing experience to actually be able to write that down and articulate it because I can now see how that has manifested throughout my life. I love communities. I've always been part of local communities, school communities, and now business communities as well, forming my own communities of beautiful women as well. So I can really see how all of that is is coming together right now. But at the same time in the past, I, you know, I loved to teach and to mentor people who I was working with. And I obviously love to teach and mentor my children as well. So all of these different facets were coming out. And I was just like, oh yes, that's how I've done that in the past. And and that's this is how I will continue to do it in the future as well. Isn't that amazing? So we mm. are very similar, Mel. 
We are so similar. It's so funny to hear that. So the training that I did at this particular moment in time, which was for me between my second and third children, we moved from Sydney to Bath and I had this opportunity. I had studied teaching, but I wasn't going to teach in the UK. I didn't think at that time. Mm. And it felt like a really good opportunity because I was going to be mainly caring for my, at that point, 13, 12, 13-year-old and three-year-old. So she was going to go into preschool a couple of days a week and I was in this new country. So I was like, I've got this opportunity. Moving countries, I sort of felt like it was this huge opportunity. But I had no idea to do what. I just Mm. had no idea. And I had kind of signed up for some training that was not really hitting the mark for me online. It was an interesting company, but it wasn't really for me. Mm. And so it was giving me some really good ideas about personal branding and about some great training, some digital media training and online training, but I knew it wasn't really the thing. So then I signed up for this amazing course, which was an online course. And this was quite early days for online courses, really. Like it was on its own platform. I don't even know what it was. It was like basically just a website with a few live video tutorials, I suppose, at that point. And the the guy that ran it was a guy called Michael Bernard Beckwith, who is he's actually in The Secret, that movie about manifestation. He's this amazing alternative preacher in America. So he's kind of like a friend of Louise Hay and, you know, a Hay House <laughs> author. And in The Secret, kind of on the woo-woo side, but also he... He has like a church, the church of Michael Bernard Beckwith, you know. So he's kind of got these influences of preaching. So he's an amazing speaker. Mm. He's a really powerful black visionary, you know, and I just love him and I always loved him. And he's reasonably small part in The Secret, but when I saw him in that film, I was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Then I saw this course that came out just when we were moving. So I went, well, I'm going to do that. And I remember there was this moment where he was meant to show up for some sort of community experience, like a live video thing where all the community was there and there's thousands of people in this course and he didn't show up. He was late for about 20 minutes. And I, for some reason, went about assuring everybody that they were in the right – I sort of took on this like community ambassador role or something. I just sort of helped everybody that, and there was a lot of people – that needed help they were confused because they weren't used to being online and yeah. doing courses in this way and anyway when he finally came in he kind of did this shout out to me and he left this comment which i screenshotted at the time and it said something along the lines of you have no idea how much potential you have if you think oh that's right i posted a picture that was came up too large on the screen and i said i'm really sorry it wasn't meant to be that big the photo <laughs> and he said if you think that photo is big wait till you realize your full potential wait till you realize the massiveness of what you can do in the world and i was blown away by this because he's one of my idols and but it sort of unlocked this something for me that it was okay to be a humble person who doesn't really know what you're doing in the world, a mother of two with no job title in a foreign country and still believe that you have bigger work to do mm. and still know like in your soul that you have this impact to make in the lives of people somehow, like uncertainly, mysteriously, you know, no idea how, but it's okay to hold on to that. And 
it really set off a very interesting, it sounds like you had that too. Yeah, I think it is, it's a moment in time, isn't it? And sometimes we actually need someone else's help Absolutely. for us to, to, like you said, unlock that block or to just really feel like you can welcome in uh, something bigger in your life as well. So yeah, I think that sometimes we try and do this alone. Like we try and try and articulate what our purpose is or our understand our why. And I think that we really do need a little bit of guidance because it's often that outside perspective or those outside comments that come from other people that do just spark that or ignite that little fire inside of you and help you actually realize what it is that you want to do. Yeah. And being seen, I felt like in some strange way, I was being seen in a particular way that I hadn't been seen before really. And that's that's a powerful kind of validation of something that just prior to that maybe only exists as this little kind of ember inside you, particularly when you're mothering, early years of motherhood, you know, it can be easy not to feel that. And And I think rest assured it's there. You know, you may not know what it is yet. You may not, but if you have a sense that there's something out there, something bigger, that's most likely true because I, I really actually believe we all have that. We all have a bigger life to lead than maybe we sometimes feel. Yeah, definitely. And that bigger life doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, like huge visibility on no. stage, being no. that preacher person, you know, it doesn't have to be that impact. I think that when a lot of people think about impact and purpose, they think that it has to be this massive thing and it mm. has to, you know, be spectacular and worthy of what our purpose is. But I think that when you think about all the little things that you can mm. do every day to make that impact on people's lives inside of what you're here to do, then I think that that's just, yeah, a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Because I think the biggest changes occur in the quieter moments. I actually don't believe that that it's, I mean, yes, you might go to an incredible Tony Robbins experience that costs thousands of dollars and you will have a life-shifting experience. I'm not downplaying that. Mm -hmm. I think those things are incredible and I'm all for that, you know, if that's for you, like go for it. But I also think there are other ways, like you, you could be reading a book and have an epiphany all on your own, you know, <laughs> but most likely it will come to fruition with the help of others. Mm. Like we do seem to, I think, there's a huge power in connecting, isn't there, with other people on this topic particularly? 100% yes. And connection actually, funnily enough, happens to be one of my top three values. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, me. So family, connection and community are, are my top three. And those mm. things can really help, I don't know, shape all the decisions that you make in life, they help you take risks in a way that is in line with what you want in your life as well. So yeah, I think that there is a huge power in connection. We like humans were actually built for connection. They were 100%. built yeah. we were built, you know, to communicate with each other, to rely on each other, to help each other, to support each other. And I think that we've lost a little bit of that. And the more that we can try and bring that to our lives, the better, I think. Totally agree. And funnily enough, and I talk about this all the time because it was such a key moment in my life when I did 
work out a little bit what I needed to do in Bath. It, it involved starting a community and that community grew and grew and grew. And it was a very powerful thing, you know, to do mm. for the women and the mothers of that area. And it still is, you know, it's a lovely legacy. And, and, and I think sometimes we don't realise what a big difference, even just a small decision like that, a small choice like that, that aligns with our values can make. And I, and I also think there's a place for what we don't do and what we say no to, which is also really important in terms of preserving our values and living the life that aligns with our values. You know, mm-hmm. I've been talking a lot about that lately because that's huge. Because when you're a giving community builder, connective person, it can be tricky when you got to go, actually, no, that does, that is not in line with, you know, because I'm all for connecting and belonging and bringing people in. And then there are moments sometimes where that's not the right thing to do for you. Mm. And it's just as important to honour that, to honour what those things are not, you know. So it's the, the shadow and the light, I suppose. Yeah, beautiful advice, Elena. Sometimes I don't realise I'm giving advice and then I go, oh, yeah, I was, wasn't I? Oh, sorry about that. Putting on that mentor that mentor hat without even realising it. But, but it's, yeah. so, it's so beautiful and it's so beautiful to see you put on that mentoring hat as well and <laughs> and and shine Thank through you. what you are here to do as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's interesting being an educator, isn't it? Like you clearly are an educator and you love showing people things. Like mm. I do really love the way that you do that. I'm curious to ask you if we can keep going along your story. Yes. So you went to this amazing retreat mm-hmm. and then what happened? <laughs> okay, so I walked out of there and I was like, yes, I know what my purpose is. I've I've acknowledged it. <laughs> but for me, it was more than that. I, like I'm a very process, efficiency driven person, productive person that just comes from my banking background. So to be able to kind of step out of that for a moment and step out of my head and into, into my heart and mm, that's huge and, and accept where potentially my life was, was heading was a huge moment for me. And it shifted a lot of things for me. I feel like I started seeing life in general in a different perspective. So, you know, things didn't necessarily change straight away. There was kind of subtle things that happened along the way. So I mentioned that when I first started my business, I was a virtual assistant. So as a result of articulating this purpose and, and writing it out so beautifully, I decided to to change courses a little bit and step into a little bit more confidence and power and call myself a content strategist and coach because that's what I was doing. I was teaching women how to use content in that real purposeful and powerful way. So I think that it gave me the confidence to step into the how more more succinctly, I think. So, you know, we, we talk about our purpose being like the why, but how am I actually going to bring that to fruition? Well, right now that, that was for me going along the content strategist pathway and really delving deep into helping women find their powerful voice with their content. So I think that, yeah, that's probably how it's 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 changed my life. It's given me confidence and it's given me the power of visualization to see exactly how my my life could be in the in the future as well. That's so exciting. It is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. So, what's next for you, Mel? What what's the next kind of version of this purpose for you? 
What's happening? What's in the works now? Okay, so the the next version of this is is so exciting. So even as I read through my my purpose this morning, it kind of gives me a renewed energy in terms mm. of you know what's next for, for me. And I've got a vision board that's just off to my right hand side, and I love looking at that because right in the middle of it is a picture, a photo, an actual photo that I took about three and a half, four years ago when we were on our trip to Queenstown. And it's this beautiful photo taken from a table where we were staying, looking out on a beautiful scenic um, picture. So, you know, the water, the mountains, cup of coffee there. And for me, life is more about that feeling, the feeling of what that invokes. So that is ease, joy, connection, abundance, all of those beautiful things. So that's that's where I'm heading right now. I'm, I'm heading I'm heading towards that, that spot in Queenstown in my mind. So in terms of how that is actually going to play out, there's lots of different things on my plate at the moment. Before we came live, we were discussing about our own memberships and, and what we're bringing to those. So for me, it's a, a focus on that and continuing to empower women and teach them and watch them grow and grow mm. in confidence and just, you know, being more confident to be visible and I think that that's kind of you know it's a one really of my favorite great... topics is it <laughs> yeah well so when I was in England I'd had my third child mm. and I'd done all this training and I had you know started elenaturley.com and made a website <laughs> and then people started saying to me I'm really interested in this what what is how do you do that how do you step into like I'm too shy to be first name last name.com you know and I was like but you run this incredible Pilates studio and it's in your name what do you mean you've got this amazing body of work and people love you and your name and what it represents why are you nervous mm. to step into that oh what will people think and you know women often have this conditioning of not to stand out not to I guess be bold in terms of really stepping into their power and standing in a role of leadership and there's a lot of stuff that comes up. So I ended up becoming what I called because I didn't know what to call it, a personal branding coach. (laughs) And I had several amazing clients. They were all women Mm. and it wasn't something I had intended to do. And then I had clients from Australia approaching me and then I helped my dad who was an author. It was often creatives or wellbeing practitioners. Mm. That was the two who often were working under their own names and struggled a bit with First of all, creating separation between their personal selves and their professional selves while still using their name. Mm. And second of all, feeling okay with sort of using their name as their business because it was kind of a new thing to do for just general people at that point. Mm. You know, we're talking about probably six years ago. It's a bit more common now. But, yeah, it was a really interesting time and I lo- I really am fascinated by the idea of personal branding and, and how we can become the best Elena Turley or Mel Daniels or, you know, like, and what is that brand and how do we differentiate the brand from the person? And, you know, it's a fascinating area, I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And just watching women though, and you must have experienced this as well, go from not wanting to put their name to anything to feeling very confident to be able to yeah. put their name to something that's that's an amazing transformation and that gets me so excited I just love watching it and and we can do that from all different spaces it doesn't have to be content doesn't have to be personal branding and just be you know coaching in general but yeah there's something very very special about watching women step into their confidence and power 100 percent. and is that you know the 
lovely little quote from the children's book author where they say nobody is youer than you you know that beautiful book and i just love that the simplicity of it and the ability to really settle into that and step into it and then enact it and embody it in your life is mm. an incredibly powerful act and it's not only powerful but it has a very strong ripple effect when other women see it happening I know that now I run a local group as well and again there's thousands of people in it and it's great and amazing and also quite challenging and you know this week there's been some political discussions in that group which were challenging to moderate there's mm. been um some interesting things happening in our community and so it all plays out a little bit and I, I've noticed a bit of a shift in myself from wanting to make everybody happy to to yes I still want to make everybody happy of course but not at the cost of my values or the values of the group and now I'm much clearer and I'm much able to I'm much more able to to really step in and say you may not agree with the way that I've decided to moderate this conversation about politics but that's okay with me mm. you don't have to like it you know I take you I'm listening to you I validate what you're saying but I also disagree and we don't have to agree and it was really interesting I noticed a shift and the the amount of comments I got from other women like a boss you know like really really like big upping me for just being able to say no and yeah. yes and and what I think out outwardly very openly yeah. Yeah. it's powerful it's super powerful and that's all Definitely. part of the same thing well Mel it's so lovely to talk to you is there anything else you'd like to add before we go about what's going on for you? I don't think so. I just really encourage anyone who's listening to this to think about how they're approaching their purpose, how they're approaching their why. And if you don't know what it is, then don't be hung up on it. Don't feel like you're missing out on something. Don't feel like your life is going to be nothing because of it. I think that just being open to the opportunities and the, the challenges that come your way will be able to help you find out exactly what that is and, and why you're here on earth. And like we said before, every single one of us makes an impact on this earth. Whether we make a huge impact or a small impact, it's an impact nonetheless. Absolutely. And trusting that divine right timing, you know, that there will be a moment where it does become clear mm. is so key. I love the way you just explained that. Thank you, Mel. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for having me. It was so lovely to chat with you, Elena. Always a pleasure. Bye. This podcast is produced independently and made just for you. So if you have enjoyed it, please do leave me a review and you can put in the review a request for a topic or even a nomination for a particular guest if you would like me to interview someone in particular. Thank you so much for your support. If you really love it, uh, you can also share it and subscribe to it and follow it. See you soon.